Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Hello, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side, where we are previewing the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills matchup, an ever-important one here in Week 7 of the regular season. We have a special guest previewing that matchup here tonight, and that is Brad Eichhorn from buffalodown.com. And you can follow Brad at Bills Bruiser on Twitter. Brad, thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Brad, looking at the Bills, I, I tell you what, I mean, after the first two games of the year, you know, they, they lose 13 to seven to the, to the Ravens. They lose a high scoring affair, 37 to 31 to the Jets in week two. Since then threes over the Cardinals, Patriots, Rams, and last week, uh, a blowout win over the 49ers four game winning streak as you head to Miami this week. What would you attribute to the turnaround? Uh, definitely Anthony Lynn, uh, being put in that offensive coordinator position. Um, you know, Greg Roman's offense worked last year because it wasn't the complicated Greg Roman's offense that he tried to run this year. It was a new offense. They had a quarterback that had never started in the NFL before, so it was simplified. And here we go in the year two, you know, an okay year, eight and eight. Tyrod Taylor goes to eight and six as a starter. And Greg Roman thinks that he can run this crazy hybrid offense with all these different audibles and reads and Basically, when after the Jets game, when they decided to make the change and part ways with Roman, it was ultimately Anthony Lynn simplifying the playbook, uh, you know, basically cutting down a lot of, you know, the screens and what have you here and simply highlighting the strengths. And last year, Buffalo was one of the best rushing teams in the NFL. And I believe overall, I think we're ranked second or third in rushing attack. Uh, whatever it may be, we're, we're vastly improved from weeks one and two, especially week one. Uh, but overall, uh, I, I think it's Anthony Lynn and uh, the different flavor that he's brought to the offense that we really had last year that he's brought that back, and that's been uh, a major part in the turnaround. And, Brad, speaking of that rushing attack, obviously a, a giant part of that is Shady McCoy, who we've just received word a couple hours ago is actually going to miss this game with an injury. Uh, how do you see the carries being split up between his backups? Uh, Mike Gillisley is going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, he's had about 17 carries this year, and he's at, uh, averaged about six yards a carry. Granted, he did have a 44-yard run uh, against the 49ers late in the second half. But uh, Gisley has proved, as we saw over the course of his acquisition last year, that he's been a capable back. Uh, Jonathan Williams, the rookie out of Arkansas, is going to get a decent amount of carries as well. And then uh, expect Tyrod Taylor to do a lot of it with his legs. And I, you know, I don't think the injury is majorly serious. Uh, it's been reported that it was mild, mild to uh, um, a minor uh, hamstring strain. Um, and, 
you know, not to look ahead too far, but we do play the Patriots in two weeks and or a week and a half at this point. And I think that's more of Buffalo saying, you know, we need McCoy healthy, that we're confident in our ground attack in this game. So we're going to save our guns and come out of blazing when we play the Patriots in two weeks because we'll need everything we can get against New England. No knock against Miami, but I, I think that's the direction they decided to go in with uh, keeping McCoy out of this game. Yeah, and looking at the uh, uh, the Bills and their, their rushing attack, I'll tell you, if you face the Dolphins' run defense from this past week against the Steelers where they shut down Le'Veon Bell, it's going to be a, a tough matchup against Mike Gillis. It's going to be a tough matchup for Mike Gillisley and for Jonathan Williams. But if you face the rushing attacks of the Cleveland Browns with with uh, Crowell and uh, and a lot of other games where the Dolphins have been run over, it's probably going to be a lot more of an even matchup. Uh, the wide receiver position, Brad, as you know, uh, Sammy Watkins out for the year as of a couple of weeks ago. Robert Woods has not practiced over the last two games. Uh, do you expect Woods to play in this contest? What's the latest word on that? He's questionable right now. Um, I'm hearing that he's probably going to end up playing. I think they're just approaching going, uh, approaching on caution side. And actually, no, Sammy Watkins is not out for the year. Uh, that was the initial report. But uh, ultimately, he's in the IR that he can be activated. So if coming down the stretch, if Buffalo is making a push for the playoffs and Sammy Watkins is feeling good enough because basically no surgery is going to help anything at this point, it's just rest and rehabilitation that Sammy could be back here. But right now, from what I'm hearing, Robert Woods will likely play in this game. But, uh, I mean, they have other options at this point here. Marquise Goodwin has actually been healthy this year, and that's been crucial towards the growth of this offense. Marquise Goodwin's a tremendous talent, but the guy's never been able to stay healthy. So having them in the lineup this year is absolutely huge. And then the other big thing is Charles Clay. As I know you guys are familiar with Charles and his work and what he did in South Beach, that uh, having him back into the lineup definitely is uh, a huge part of this Buffalo Bills passing attack. Uh, and then Nick O'Leary, the uh, second year man out of Florida State, he's really emerged significantly this year that uh, I think we're getting the kind of play that we, we hoped we would get out of Nick O'Leary. That, um, like I said, as a whole, there's a lot of different weapons here. Sammy Watkins is probably the best weapon we have from a receiving standpoint, but he's not this entire passing attack. Brad Icorn joining us from Buffalo down, breaking down the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills matchup for this weekend. Uh, your offensive line, um, Brad, I, I, taking a look at the injury report, Cordy Glenn, Chantrell Henderson, uh, uh, both iffy out there at the tackle spots. I, I think Cordy Glenn did return to practice today, and he was a, a, a huge return last week against the San Francisco 49ers. Do you expect Cordy Glenn to suit up in this matchup? Yeah, all reports are indicated that, you know, they're just lightening the workload on him. Uh, he usually has one day off a week, so I, I think it's Wednesdays he takes off, um, and that's just a pre-made arrangement, but um, no, we expect Cordy Glenn to suit up this weekend versus the Dolphins. Talk about the rest of your offensive line. I know obviously that's been helped by LaShawn McCoy and his success this year, but the, that interior of the offensive line, Richie Incognito, Eric Wood and uh, John Miller and, and the interior of that line looks like it's um, capable of hanging 
and, and even causing problems for Indomitian Zoo. Yes, they've been lights out this year. Incognito, uh, other than a couple penalties for holding here and there, they've been lights out last year. And I know, um, I don't know what it was, but I, I feel like we didn't see the same Indomitian Zoo that you know I saw playing Detroit. Uh, they really didn't let him phase them at all last year. So, I mean, they are really holding their own this year, that this offensive line is definitely one of the bright spots on this Buffalo Bills team. Uh, moving to the defensive side of the ball, uh, Bills could get a huge return this week, uh, depending on his role from first-round pick Shaq Lawson. Do you expect him to play a lot in this contest, maybe a third-down pass rusher? From what I've been hearing, his reps are going to be limited. Um, I think he'll get a fair amount of play. Um, basically, he'll rotate in for Lorenzo Alexander, who's been an absolute stud. So, you know, I, I always liked the approach that Buffalo did with Shaq Lawson, opting for him to go ahead and have the procedure on the shoulder because, you know, we didn't, you know, draft him just to start right away. We drafted him long-term, and long-term, I think it was better for him to go ahead and get the shoulder procedure done. And along those lines, we, we saw the emergence of Alexander, who's been kind of a journeyman in the NFL who is uh, up there in sacks and he has eight on the season and we're only in, you know, entering week seven here. So uh, expect him to rotate in for Lorenzo Alexander because, you know, he, he was out training camp. He's been out preseason. He's been out uh, these past six weeks here. So we'll, we'll see him in some action. It'll be just a good chance for him to get his feet wet because right now, uh, I, I don't think you would. It'd be fair to say that Buffalo absolutely needs Shaq Lawson out there. It'll benefit, and it's going to be good. Like I was uh, in big favor of the draft pick. That's why I wanted Buffalo to draft all along. But uh, right now, it's just at a point that we'll just see him get his feet wet, and we'll see what kind of impact he he can make when he is rotated in for Lorenzo Alexander. Yeah, Lorenzo Alexander, just a, a funny story. Before this year, Lorenzo Alexander has played in the NFL for uh, for 10 years, since 2006. He has six, he had, before this year with the Bills, he had 16 career starts. He had nine career sacks and three career forced fumbles. This year, Lorenzo Alexander six, has started all six games, leads the league with eight sacks at 33, three forced fumbles. Opposite him is going to be Jerry Hughes, the outside linebacker. So the Dolphins with do have their work cut out for them at the tackle spots. It's going to make a big difference here in the game. The inside linebacker position, uh, Brad, uh, Zach Brown seems like another defensive player that the Bills hit on in the offseason. What is what is Zach, uh, Zach Brown done to your defense? He's been awesome. And, you know, I wasn't completely familiar when, when we uh, sent him as a free agent after spending his last couple of years in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, he's been a guy that's just been able to make tackles. And I think a lot of these guys you're seeing is you're actually seeing the Rex Ryan defense that somehow we missed out on last year because last year he decided that he wanted to make his defense a hybrid of his own philosophies and Jim Schwartz. Well, this year this is the true Rex Ryan scheme. This is how it's supposed to be. And, you know, they found the right players that they can plug him into a system and they can be successful because you'd expect, you know, a linebacker, uh, you know, in a position like Zach Brown to have a lot of tackles, just like he, uh, he did. He led the, uh, 
he's been leading the league in tackles this year. Uh, you know, like we said, with the performance out of Alexander, that they're finding the right pieces that fit the scheme of Rex Ryan. That this is, you know, part of the reason why we hired Rex Ryan for his defensive mind. And, you know, say what you want about his brother that looks like a pirate and everything. But, you know, the two of them understand the philosophy that they want to get out of their defensive unit. And it's, uh, it's paid off well this year. Brett Eichhorn joining us from Buffalo Down. Looking at the defensive backs, uh, they returned a lot of starters from last year. You've got the cornerbacks, uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore and, and Ronald Darby on the outside. Nikel Roby Coleman in that slot, that pesky little slot guy. Aaron Williams and Corey Graham at the safety spots. Uh, have they lived up to the billing this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's been nice to have Aaron Williams healthy this year. Uh, as he went out with that kind of freaky injury against New England in, uh, in week two last year, uh, that having him at safety has been huge. Darby has been very good for the most part. There's been a couple times where he should have had the interception. He didn't. The, the only spot that, you know, I want to point this out, and maybe we, we just sound like spoiled rich kids at this point because we do have a pretty good defensive backfield, but Stephon Gilmore is playing in a contract year. I don't think he's lived up to the hype, uh, although he's been okay. You know, uh, stood out like a sore thumb there that I really feel season comes that don't expect uh, Buffalo to be willing to pay the kind of money that Stephon Gilmore is going to demand. Overall, this is a good defensive secondary they have here, but like I said, when season's on, they're going to have some questions to make here, and one of those decisions I think they're going to have to pay Stephon Gilmore, and at the rate that he's played this year, I don't think it's worth it. Looking at your defensive line, uh, you know, Kyle Williams getting up there in years, Marcel Darius at the nose tackle spot, as well as uh, Adolphus Washington pick out of Ohio State. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name. Deuce. Yeah, Corbin Bryant as well. <laughs> Corbin Bryant as well. So let's start with Marcel Darius at that nose spot. Has not practiced the last two days. Uh, is this a precautionary measure too, or do you think perhaps Darius could miss this contest? No. Uh, from what I understand, he got hurt in practice chasing down E.J. Manuel uh, when he was eligible to return and had a hamstring injury. To the extent of it, I'm not certain, but he's not progressing at the speed that they want him to. And basically for my understanding that until he's up to full speed, he's not going to get into uh, practice or really get any reps whatsoever here. So it could be some time till we see Marcel Darius back in the lineup, but there's no sense in rushing a guy back when we're already surviving right now with some of the players you mentioned, Doosable, Corbin Bryant, um, the, the rookie Adolphus Washington. We're hanging in there at defensive line. Uh, Kyle Williams is starting to get up there in years. And, you know, if he wants to make the playoffs, who knows this could be his last chance to do it this year. But uh, right now I, th I think we're holding up okay that I wouldn't say that we, you know, we miss Darius, but uh, we're getting along just fine without having him in the lineup right now. So, Brad, I, I want to go back to something you actually talked about before we went through our position-by-position breakdown. I know the first two games of the year, yeah, Buffalo only put up seven, a lot of 13 in the first game. And, after, I mean, I watched the Jets-Bills game when Buffalo put up 31 points and the Jets happened to throw up 37. I mean, they, they did turn it into a shootout, but the offense looked like it was clicking almost on all cylinders in that game. And the defense looked like it was 
the issue at that point in time. What were your thoughts when that came out the next day where they, they got Roman out of there, elevated Anthony Lynn? Did you feel comfortable with that? I looked at that as, as a Dolphins fan and went, yeah, get rid of the guy that's got the, his side of the ball putting up the points and keep the guy that, that, that's allowing the points. What were your thoughts initially before this all really started hitting on all cylinders for these guys? It was a little perplexing at first because, you know, I, I, I'm with you with the same logic. You know, the offense looked okay last night. The defense looked terrible. O'Rex can't fire himself. He's not going to fire his brother, and he's not going to fire his protege and Dennis Thurman. So that was pretty much out of the question. Uh, so sitting there at 0-2, I really think the organization felt like they needed to – so some kind of a, a change to say that we're serious about getting good. We're serious about trying to do something to evolve ourselves because although the offense was, was better, uh, just look at the Jets defense this year and you can see that, you know, it, it wasn't just Buffalo having a good night, but it was also the Jets defense not having a great night either. Um, that, I mean, the way we performed, I mean, I had never been so hyped up for a season opener when we played Baltimore and the game ended and was just completely disappointed because let's remember in that game, our defense did play lights out, but the play calling was just completely questionable that I know we had success against the Jets, but based on that week one and just based on the play calls that Greg Roman was calling and some key play calls in that Jets game, like, you know, they ran EJ Manuel on a fourth and one and they converted and then they tried doing it again on a third one and fourth and one and didn't convert either time. It was some of those play calls that stood out that we, we haven't seen anything I would call boneheaded or something that I almost say a, a smug play call um, because I really think that Rex, uh, not Rex Ryan, but uh, Greg Roman thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And uh, I think Anthony Lynn at this point has disproved that. So, you know, it, at first it was a little perplexing. But when you sit back and digest it, I mean, ultimately, I, I was completely fine with it. I, you know, I was a little nervous that Anthony Lynn didn't have a lot of experience calling plays. But uh, as we've seen the last four weeks, uh, we're doing just fine. So I'm, I'm going to ask you just as, as a Dolphins fan, if you were coaching the Dolphins, how would you plan to beat the Bills? And how would you or what would you be most worried about if you were coaching the Dolphins here? Um, well, I think first and foremost, from a defensive standpoint, is you have to worry about Tyrod Taylor. And, you know, we've seen that he can throw the ball. Um, I know he lit Miami up like a Christmas tree last year, throwing the ball downfield. That's all fine and dandy. But with a guy like that who can beat you with his legs, um, I mean, you know, I talk about it all the time that I haven't seen, you know, such a dynamic athlete at the quarterback position in Western New York. Uh, since my entire life of being a Bills fan, that it, he's just fun to watch. And he's still working on improving his, his passing. I know often when he misses a guy, he's going to miss high. But if you can contain Tyrod Taylor, and, I, you know, people say make him throw, he, he can beat you with, you know, throwing the ball as well. But be prepared to stop him and stop his legs in this game. Um, I think from an offensive standpoint, I don't know. It, it, it's going to have to be a good balance of pass and run. Um, this defense has contained the run really well that, you know, I know you had that 64 yard run against the Steelers last week and, you know, you're back at over 200 yards, but Buffalo hasn't allowed, allowed a lot of big plays out of the ground attack. It's those mismatches and mistakes that Tannehill is going to need, need to uh, take advantage of throwing the ball. So if they find, 
you know, coverage matchups or what have you there. I think that's where they need to take advantage. So uh, ultimately, I, I really think that offensively for them to beat the Bills this week, uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to have a good game uh, and try to improve his 2-6 and six record against the Bills. Brad, uh, so what is your prediction here for this weekend? Um, before I heard about the McCoy injury, I would say about 31-14. Uh, but with McCoy out, you know, I, I, I'd probably like to pick the Bills, but they seem to win when I don't pick them. So just on the superstition side, I'm going to say Miami wins this one. I'll say in a close one, 27-24. Wow, very interesting. Uh, you, you know, sounds like a 20-point swing there with Sean McCoy. And the, I, I think it's a huge deal for that uh, with, with Shady because it's so hard to shadow and defend that scrambling quarterback uh, in Tyra Taylor, uh, as well as LaShawn McCoy, as well as Charles Clay over the middle of the field. So that really cuts down the Dolphins' responsibilities. Uh, Brad, thank you very much here for joining us tonight uh, on the Finside as we preview the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills matchup. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on iTunes, uh, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow Brad at buffalodown.com or on at Bill's Bruiser on Twitter. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Have a great week and Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in To see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it All we need is to figure what to do to win Fans radio, live and direct Win or lose, we're showing up for every contest No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar Rockin' Apple Orange over here, and you familiar to fulfill the crepe we have to hear about our team and all the latest news Vets the rookies trying to make the team paying dues Current players and alumni interviews City to city, state to state, follow the moves Call the hotline, Dolphins talk, set to go Best sports team and show all across the globe It ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fan side It ain't the left side or the right side Sold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.